Yes, on today's show, we're going to be talking all things Perth Scorchers, our predicted 11s, who get the best super coach roles, schedule implications, who's getting the death overs, who we're holding on, who we're cold on, and much more. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Insight BBL show on the Insight Podcast Network. Not long to go, about 30 days left until the season kicks off. I am the Super Coach Brain and I'm joined by the big horse, Mickey Dell. How many times have you changed your teammate since? Because we've done two team previews. Yeah, a couple of times now. It's like the more you dig, the more hidden gold you find, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Good little metaphor there. It's yeah. um, I think, and I think the the more episodes that we do, the easier it's going to be to so- uncover some of these guys that maybe are what we call sleepers. So we'll we'll talk through that and a lot more in the in the coming episode. Um, but before we do, mate, the show of course is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. And Ryan from Astute Newstead for all of your home loan needs. So. Before we dive in, make sure to hit subscribe and like below. If you like the content, hit subscribe, hit the little bell down the corner because uh, it'll basically send a notification straight to your phone whenever we go live and we will be going live when the season starts for wrap-ups and previews of the week to come. Uh, but we've got plenty more content coming your way. So hit the subscribe and hit the like button. We would appreciate it. And of course, if you're listening to us on audio, whether it's Spotify, could be Apple, could be Google Podcast hit the follow button and leave us a review. And of course, join our unlimited group. 482267 is the code. And you can go down in the description below, whether it's audio or YouTube that you're listening and watching. Uh, the link will be there. So you can just join that straight away. Uh, you get a chance to win a Supercoach Champions ring, which is pretty cool, right? For free. doesn't cost you anything to join. That's it. Nice little freebie. Get a nice ring. Brag to your mates. And, and of course, we're going to be giving away some weekly prizes to the top scorer as well, thanks to the Standard Squeeze, and, and thanks for them for supporting the show. But, mate, let's dive in. We're talking Perth Scorchers, and there's plenty to talk about this year with these guys because they've got a couple of pretty big ins and outs, don't they? Yeah, they do this year. But for me, this is probably the best team top to bottom that we have in the BBL this year, talent-wise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. There's definitely some teams up there, but they're in the upper echelon of the competition at the moment, aren't they? So mm-hmm. let's dive in, mate. What are the ins? Who, who have they yeah, gained so, this year? Yeah, this year, just the two. Zach Crawley's back from from England, and we're not even sure whether he's going to play at the season or start the season with the uh, white ball cricket and potential England call-up that he may get. And Sam Whiteman is back from the Sydney Thunder. Um, the outs... There's two of them, Cameron Bancroft. He's on his way to the Sydney Thunder. And Peter had Zogaloo, usual spelling. He's on his way to Hobart to make a nice one-two tandem over there with uh, who's the who's the spinner they've got there? Not Clive Rose. I think he's on the Paddy way to the other Dooley, my Paddy boy Dooley, Paddy Dooley. Yeah. He uh, yeah. was a super coach favorite at the back end of last year. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say the back end. Pretty much from the middle of the season when he kind of made his debut. Everyone jumped all over him, and, and so they should have. And he's at 200K this year. So we'll, we'll talk about him at uh, you know when we talk Hobart Hurricanes. And Hats of Glue, I think, yeah. will be a nice little one-two punch for them. But, um, mate, how do you see this all playing out? I mean, Cam Bancroft is in the running to get a, a another test cap, isn't he? Uh, yeah. he? He's doing some really good things at shield level. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. His run of form at the top of the order for Perth or WA, sorry, in shield cricket's been phenomenal. It's basically a two-horse race, isn't it, between uh, Bancroft and Matt Renshaw, uh, who we covered in our Brisbane Heat 
um, episode that we did a couple of days ago, but also uh, Harris from Victoria who made a nice 150 today as well, throwing his hat in the ring late. But I think his ship has sailed, so to speak, for this summer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, look, we're not here to talk test cricket, but it, it is relevant to is. selection and to the way that these squads start to map out. And, um, you know, speaking specifically about Zach Crawley and Sam Whiteman, we can probably see these two guys opening at, at the top of the order for the Scorchers this year, yeah. can't we? Yeah, we can. Uh, Zach to be the aggressor and uh, Mr. Whiteman, who you know personally, to be that bloke, the technically correct cricketer that cover drives, you know, the flick off the toes. He's not a brute force of a man, but can time the ball really well. Yeah, he, he is a nerdler, I guess we'd call him. And, and look, he is very capable of definitely hitting a long ball when he wants to. But I think his role specifically will be to get Crawley on strike. Um, and he does that really well. I've been lucky enough. And for, I don't know, I haven't really spoken about this too much on the pod, but I played some professional cricket myself. And I was lucky enough to travel England with Sam Whiteman. And I, I did some academy stuff up at the Centre of Excellence in Brisbane with Sam Whiteman. So I know his game quite well. And he's an incredibly good cricketer and a really good bloke. But um his role will be to get off strike uh initially uh in in the right partnership so he is a perfect person to to fit in at the top of the order for the scorchers so um mate we've got a fair few guys that are uncontracted from last year for the scorchers as well cam green obviously is is looking like you'll probably sit out bbl 13 yeah uh he's had a pretty big year of test cricket and international cricket in general hasn't he yeah he has the bloke needs a spell like he's still early 20s and to do what he's already done on the international scene, it's phenomenal, but you can't expect a bloke at that age to be playing full-time all year round. No, not at all. Tom Mills obviously isn't back. Phil Salt uh, and the man with the best first name in international cricket, Faf Duplessis, uh, he, he won't be back this year as well. We've got Adam Leith, Steve Eskenazi, he won't be back. Chris Saberg hasn't got a contract and David Payne either. So there's, there's a lot of guys here that they're letting go or not re-signing, which just shows how, how much depth they have in Perth, doesn't it? It's phenomenal, isn't it? I'm spewing that out of all of those names, and there's some big-name cricketers in there. We don't get to say f- at all this year. Yeah, I know. What a name. One of the mm. greats. Yeah. Um, mate, let's talk availability because there's a bit to talk about here. We've got a few guys that are in test contention. They're going to be in white ball cricket for Australia, you know, and obviously there's a massive clash there at the start of the season for the test cricketers. We're basically not going to see any of the guys that are going to be playing the test series against Pakistan this year, unfortunately. And one of those guys is Mitch Marsh, who is currently 22.6% owned in Supercoach right now. Phenomenal. Either people are clicking the auto select and they're just getting a team generated for them, or I don't know what's going on, but that's no secret that he's not going to play this year. He's deeply involved in the international side and will not play a game for Perth this season. Yeah, it looks like he's jumped Cam Green in the as the first choice test all-rounder, I guess you could say. So I'd say he's going to be playing a lot of test cricket this year. Uh, shame for Perth, but uh, great for Australia. Now, the other guy, Josh Inglis, now he could potentially travel with the test squad mm-hmm. as a bit of a backup wicketkeeper. I mean, he's been amongst the Australian squad for a while now, Josh Inglis, and, and it's very clear that he is the next in line from Alex Carey to take the gloves. But they didn't do it last summer. So realistically, we can probably see Josh Inglis starting for Perth, can't we? It probably slots into the middle order around the four. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Alex Carey, clear number one. Josh has played some ODIs with Australia here with the World Cup, but I think we'll see him, especially before Christmas, before the ODIs kick off. Yeah, 
Mate, Cooper Connolly, or sorry, I should say Looper Connolly, the uh, yeah. one of the great loops of all time from uh, BBL 12 last year. He's got he's had a toe injury for a bit now, but he just played his first game for Scarborough, um, played some local cricket and mm-hmm. got his first run. Uh, so there's a good chance that he's going to be ready for the start of BBL, which is, I think, 7th of December, uh, the season kicks off. Um, so, uh, I mean, people were probably eyeing him off because he's dual position bat bowler. He probably slots in at seven if he gets a run and he bowls a nice little Chinaman. So, um, you know, if he gets a, if he gets a go, he could be an option, but people were probably hoping they could use him as a VC loophole this year as well. So not, not to be. Yeah. Nah, not this year. Cause if, yeah, at, he's, what is he? 70, 80 K this year. He's, 70K, he's definitely, yeah. yeah, he's not minimum. So there's definitely cheaper. You can see. Uh, Hamish McKenzie for one forty-two k, he might be a nice loop option. Cooper Connolly is currently seventeen point four percent owed, which wow, I wow think way. yeah, that, there's a lot of uh, questionable picks here. But look uh, again, people haven't really dived in yet. They've just gone and picked their team off last year, and they'll look at it when yeah. we get closer to the season. It's only us cricket nuffs that set their team as soon as BBL opens. So hopefully, yeah. we're helping a few people out. Um, Mate, we've got imports Laurie Evans. He He's going to be gone mid-January. He's going to be playing in the ILT20 tournament. So he'll be gone. And, and Zach Crawley, he should be available. But there's every chance, like you mentioned at the start of the show, that he misses the start of December, which is when BBL kicks off. If if England, uh, obviously playing against the West, Eri- West Indies, he gets yeah. a call-up, which is every chance after their performance in the, in the World Cup. You're right. They've been ordinary in the World Cup, haven't they? And you look, Perth have got a double game week, then two singles into two buys. So if he's there playing for England early on, we're not going to see Zach until early Jan. No, we won't, which is disappointing, but it opens the door, I guess, for someone else. Potentially Josh Inglis comes up and opens the batting for them, and and then it opens up a middle order slot potentially, or people slide up, they can add another bowler or or another bat to the lineup. So um, plenty of benefit there in that, but... He'll be yep. missed. Hopefully he starts. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on the news. But, mate, let's talk through our predicted 11 because there's a bit going on. We've, we spoke mm-hmm. about Zach Crawley and Sam Whiteman. There's a good chance they both open the batting. Um, Crawley at 120K. Sam Whiteman, though, very juicy at 62.5K, coming off an 18 average last year for the Thunder. Didn't get really get too much of a run. Only played in three yeah. rounds. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Whiteman because I, I, I know he's in your team right now. Yep. Guilty, I've picked him at 62.5K, bargain price. He's going to open the batting, so he's going to get first crack at making runs. And as a wicketkeeper with potentially the best bowling attack that we have in the BBL with Berendorf, Richardson, Ty, these these guys are monsters with the pill. And then Lance Morris, who we haven't even selected in the 11 as we'll get along. That's phenomenal depth of Perth. And on a hard Perth wicket, there's there's just points screaming to be taken by a wicketkeeper. So that is if he plays the keeper position, knowing that the Josh Inglis is in the squad as well. Yeah, obviously Josh Inglis gets first crack at the gloves, but you know if Josh Inglis is away on international duties, and you know hopefully this doesn't happen, but something happens to Alex Carey, maybe there's an injury there. Like Sam Whiteman will be probably a must-have if he takes the gloves. Now, yeah. I'd say if it, we're looking at any wicketkeepers or anybody that is playing as a wicketkeeper in a game, we're not talking supercoach. You're probably getting an extra ten to fifteen supercoach points from them just just by having the gloves. You're going to get a nick through. You're going to get a stumping every couple of games. Uh, yeah. There's opportunity there for some extra points. So. Um, if that if that is the case, he, he definitely is a good option. Um, and White, Whiteman is in a good run of form too locally in the Shield mm. cricket and the one days. He's averaging north of 60 so far in his last 12 games. So yeah, you he's definitely seen the pill pretty well. 
before yeah. we jumped into the show. And uh, yeah, it looks like he's hitting the ball really well. So that's positive. Mm. Now, number three, Aaron Hardy. Now, he, he batted three last year, dual position in Supercoach, which is awesome. 178K, 57.5 average, and that's without really bowling that much at all. I think he only bowled in maybe one game last year. Um, and, and the rumor was last year he had a, a couple of niggling injuries, and that's why he didn't bowl. I'd probably say maybe it was because he wasn't required. But mm-hmm. if he gets some bowling overs in this year, if he potentially even finds three overs throughout the series, uh, mate, you've got to pick him, don't you? You have to. He he is one of the top five T20 cricketers, BBL cricketers that we have here in Australia. Bats well, hits a long, long ball, consistent, and bowls. You know, he's bowling north of 135 as well. So, And he's, he's not going to be required to open the bowling. Like they've got three bowlers that are going to potentially bowl before him. So there could be some middle overs or some, you know, some death bowling even out of Hardy. Wouldn't you love that? Yeah, that would be very mm. nice. And look, I'm hoping he gets a bowl. If he does and we get some word that he's going to get some overs and, you know, there, there's some very good bowlers in this lineup. Um, if he gets some overs, he's in my team. <clears throat> I don't even have to think twice. Now, we, we spoke about Josh Inglis, bat wicket keeper, dual position. 179K, though, is a little bit steep for me. Quality yes. player, don't get me wrong, but uh, I'm looking for those guys around that 100 to 130 absolute max range for my bat wicket keeper, dual. Um, and, and there are some really nice options that we've spoken about. Brisbane Heat, you've got Billings, you've got Philippi, you've got Ben McDermott. Those those three guys I put ahead of Josh Inglis, just purely based on price. Uh, I think you can spend that cash elsewhere. So, um, mate, Ashton Turner, tell us about him because you're a big fan, and so am I, of Ashton Turner. Yeah. Yeah, I I love him as a cricketer. Jeez, he can hit a big ball, and he's made some really crucial runs there for Perth in the middle order. You have a look at uh, Perth's middle order here. You've got Hardy, you've got Inglis, you've got Turner. That's rock solid, isn't it? Even if one of them fail, you can basically rely on the other two to get yourself some runs and to amount some sort of score if the top order fails. So Turner for me at only 105K as well, it's it's neither here nor there whether I'm going to pick him yet. The double buy scares me off a little bit, picking too many Perth players early on. But if it wasn't for that, he'd be firmly in my side. Yeah, the schedule is it's relatively nice to start. I mean, we can probably, without much fear, start with a couple of Perth players knowing they've got the yeah. double in round one, then they've got a couple of singles. So they don't have a buy until round four, but the problem is they've got two buys in a row. So it's mm-hmm. really not ideal. So basically any of these Perth guys that you get in, you're getting them in for the first three rounds and then you're moving them on uh, before their double buy. And then you're probably getting them back in round six to target that double, uh, the double-double. Well, I think they're the only team with the double-double this year, aren't That's they? That's right. Spot on. Ashton Turner, if he gets a bowl, mate, whew, he's he's mm. coming in. He's coming into my team. Bowls nice little offies as well. So He can uh, hold, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously when we look at this lineup, they've got Ashton Agar as the, the frontline spinner in this squad. So he'll get his four overs. But if we're playing at the SCG or you're playing on a wicket that's turning, he might get a roll. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He'd be the, the clear second spinner in this squad. So uh, I guess we can discount. Hamish McKenzie and Cooper Connolly, really, when we're having that conversation, considering we haven't named them in their in our best eleven, but mate, anything can happen. So keep an eye on that. But how, who are the number six and seven, mate? Who do we see lining up here? Yeah, so we got we got Laurie Evans coming back from a doping suspension. Played two seasons ago and averaged thirty four point two, hundred and five k, just batsman only, but isn't really on my radar. 
I've had a look at some stats, and he recently played in the West Indies T20 competition with the Royals. Uh, top score of 44 with an average of 18 batting in the middle order. So for me, there's better value there. Uh, Nick Hobson at seven. So for those of you with long memories or with the shortest memories, because you're only as good as your last game, him and uh, Looper Conley uh, got Perth home in the final last year, 39 off 19 to win the title, I guess. So at 62.5K, if he cements himself there at six or seven in the Perth squad, a nice little cheapie to have on your bench making money. Yeah, and Nick Hobson can roll the arm over too. Not that he's really going to be used, and we'll talk about why very soon with these four mm-hmm. frontline bowlers uh, at the back end of the innings. But, you know, he can roll the arm over. So if he gets a couple of overs, that could be handy. Could snag a wicket, get you 20 extra points or something. But it's tough. Pick You can't pick a batsman only at seven, can you? Like it, no. it, there's so many more better options. Um, so it, unfortunately, it's a pass on him right now. I think to start the season, but hey, he might be a, he might be a look if he gets a, a bit of an additional role there with the ball. I, lo- I love that now, you brought that up, Sam Whiteman and Nick Hobson, the same price. We anticipate Sam Whiteman's going to open the batting. Nick Hobson at seven. It's it's very it. different, isn't choice. it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, love Nick Hobson though. Heroics, you can't you can't forget stuff like that. Mm, so no. he, he should. He should get some extra super coach points as a bonus just for winning the winning the the cup last year. Yeah, mate. Let's talk bowlers because Ashton Agar comes in at eight for us. Here he's a bat bowl dual position. One hundred and six k for Ashton Agar. Thirty four point three average on the season last year. He did miss the last four rounds, and last year was his worst super coach year since he came into the BBL seven years ago. So. For me, there's a natural progression back to probably what we would call the average from Ashton mm-hmm. Agar. What are your thoughts on him? Because he, he's been in and out of my team in the preseason so far. He's been in and out of my team as well. At the moment, in. Why? Because he's a bat and bowl. He's 106K. And I've, I've gone back and watched a little bit of film on him. Yes, he's, an, he's a spinner, but he deviates his loop and his speed quite well when he's bowling towards the the death or towards the back end of the innings. I really, really like that. So for me, he's in. Yeah, very good bowler through the middle of the innings. He's very hard to get away. Um, he is. When, when we're looking at super coach points in, in general, where, you know, when he entered the competition, he averaged 43 for the 2016-17 uh, season, 46 in the season after that, 35. Then he had a bit of a regression. He missed 2020-21. Uh, and then he had a massive year in 21-22 where he averaged 55 and a half super coach points. Now, I'd probably say that might be a little bit of an outlier for Ashton Agar. So what I probably would expect from him is, yes, 34 is definitely below average, but I'd say we can probably expect around the 45 mark for the season for Ashton Agar. Um, and, and we also need to remember that they, these guys are incredibly strong. So is he going to get a bat every week? Probably not. Probably not. So... Uh, we need to rely on his bowling only, I guess, and his batting is a nice little bonus. Uh, for, for me, I've had him in and out. He's out at the moment for me, but he's also got a niggling calf injury, doesn't he? So uh, he I does. think because he's a Cricket Australia contracted player, he uh, is working closely with Cricket Australia and obviously Perth and, and WA to make sure that he's ready to go and he's right and he's healthy. Um, so I, I don't see them rushing him back. And I think um, Adam yeah. Voges came out the other day and basically said uh, he – they're giving him up until the BBL to get fit and get healthy. So they're, they're not going to play him in any lead-up matches or anything like that. So there's a reality we might even see him miss the start of the season. 
So you're missing the double game week essentially if that if that's true. There you go. Like and subscribe. All the news will be here on the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. That's right. Mate, take us through 9 to 11, mate, because there's some bloody beautiful options here, isn't there? Oh, mate. Andrew Ty, Jai Richardson, Jason Baradoff. Take your pick. Phenomenal. I mean, <clears throat> I had the, AJ that's Ty. The best. Yeah. Yep. I had him last year. He was fucking awesome. He, he was awesome all year. He was a captain option on the double. He bowls the death overs. He's got one of the best slower balls at the back end of the overs in the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, averaged 60 last year for a reason because he's the guy. Uh, now, I remember Andrew Ty, there was a bit of talk about him resting potentially last year, and, and there was a bit of chat in the commentary about, hey, when are you going to get a rest? And uh, he basically said, I'll rest when I'm dead, I think were the quotes from Andrew Ty. Um, so uh, we, we might see the same. He is getting on, though. So we'll see if the, the thoughts are the same this year, but I, you can't really go wrong with him. It's just the price is a little bit of a concern for me mm-hmm. and the schedule. Um, so yeah. I'm probably going to fade on him right now, but he's a fantastic option on the double-double when we hit round six, I think it is. so. Yeah. And Jai Tell- Richardson ruined my life yeah. last year, so you can talk Tell- about him. Well, I was actually going to throw it to you, and I want you to tell us why you are so high on Jai. The guy's a gun. It's just a gun. He bowls rapid. He bowls 145 Ks an hour. He's got an incredible back of the hand slow ball. He bowls really nice leg cutters. Um, he bowls the death overs, which we talked about at the start of the show as being something that we're chasing. Uh, we don't need to worry about his batting, but you look at this 80 average from last year. He took 15 wickets in six rounds before injury ruled him out. That's phenomenal. My only concern for Jai is injury history. And we know that he's just dislocated the same shoulder he dislocated recently, which is a pretty big concern. Um, WA have been pretty clear about the fact that they're going to make sure they take their time with his rehab. So, but if he plays round one, mate, he is in my team. I don't even have to think twice. I'm going to pay 247k to get this bloke in my team because I have PTSD from him ruining me last year. How good is it that we're going to talk about the number 11, Jason Berendorf, but if Jai Richardson doesn't play, you'd think the person that's that might come in might bowl a little bit slower. You've got fucking you've got Lance Morris. Just waiting in the wings. That man is rapid. He's a fast boy. Yeah. Um, the, the reality is Ashton Agar, Lance Morris, Jai Richardson, they, they could all come into test calculation too, though. So mm. th- there could be some openings there now. But for Jason Berendorf, he was a fantastic option last year. He took 17 wickets in 11 rounds. Uh, he was basically the stalwart of this fast bowling contingent for, for Perth last year. Uh, obviously, Jai Richardson missing a lot of the season at the back end, but Jason Berendorf was fit as a fiddle. He, did, he played the majority of the season. So does that happen again? Maybe not, but 177K, you can do much worse at 57. Yeah, absolutely. For me, he, he's not in, but he's just very technically correct with his bowling action, isn't he? And yeah, does yeah. move the ball away nicely uh, when he starts the innings there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mate. Who misses out here? But we've got a couple of players here that are relevant that could come into contention here, can't we? We talked about Lance Morris. Who are sure. the others? Yep. So we know about Mitch Marsh. So he'll be playing test cricket and unavailable due to international calling. But Hamish McKenzie is a 42K player who I've got as my loopy loop this year. Uh, Matt Kelly and Cooper Looper Connolly will not be featured in the starting 11, or we believe in the starting 11. Yeah. Uh, you know, Matt Kelly's been pretty stiff, hasn't he? Like the guys are quality. Yes. He's a good player, um, but mm-hmm. there's just nowhere to fit him in there unless there's an injury to Hobson or Evans or someone like that in the middle order. Mm-hmm. 
Now, um, McKenzie's an interesting one because if they want to go with two spinners, I mean, do they even need to pick him? You know, he the, the problem is they've got Ashton Turner there that can bowl some overs there. I was going to say the same thing. If they're going to look at two spinners, you'd bowl Turner. Yep. Um, Frontline bowlers, you've got Berendorf, Richardson and Ty are all going to bowl their four overs. You've got Ashton Agar who's going to bowl his four. So there's 16 overs tied up in the bottom four there. Now, you've got four overs to make up out of Aaron Hardy, Ashton Turner. The, those guys basically share the final four overs, and I'm really, really hoping they use five bowlers this year so that Aaron Hardy gets his allotment, or at get least Aaron Hardy bowls yeah. three overs so that we get this, the economy rate bonus for him. But we'll, we'll keep an eye out on news there because they're pretty upfront with how they're going to use their players. So They're pretty good. Um, yeah. Mate, anything else to wrap up on, on, uh, on the Perth Scorchers? No, I don't think so. They're, they're one of my favourite teams to watch. And uh, a little while ago, I can't remember how many years ago, Chris Jordan, do you remember him, the England uh, international? He he was yep. a gun cricketer that played a lot of cricket there at Perth. And that's when I started sort of following them. Like I follow the Renegades, but I really like Perth. I like the way they go about it. They're exciting to watch. They've got rapid, quick bowlers that start the innings. They've got class all through the order. They're one of those teams that I struggle to dislike because they are just so entertaining to watch. It, yeah, uh, and look, you you don't win this many BBLs by being a poor team, do you? You know, they're just no. it's just such a good system. So mm-hmm. very, very exciting. Looking forward to them playing, mate. I'm very high on Aaron Hardy. You know, before we wrap this one up, I think Aaron Hardy is probably my pick of this this team. Led the he led he had the he was a top scorer, uh, top run maker last year in in BBL twelve. Uh, you know, when we're looking at his fifty seven point five average, we're looking at that as just a batsman, aren't we? Like yeah, we're not yeah. even adding his bowling in because he didn't bowl no. last year. Spot on. And what what was he bowling? First change, second change in the latest T20s that Australia had before the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah, he bowls his mid-130s, gets him through, does yep. a job in the middle. Um, right. Hopefully we see a little bit more of that from him this year. I mean, we, we think to the Sydney Sixers, um, Hayden Kerr. Very similar kind of player, isn't he? Like Hayden Kerr will probably bat it further down the order, not a good as batsman as, as Hardy, but very similar bowlers in the way that they kind of just get a job done through the middle of the innings and can bowl death if they want. Spot on. Yep. Mate, that'll do us. Uh, that's Perth Scorchers done and dusted. We'll continue to wrap through these uh, these team previews as we continue to go through them. And, um, mate, any final words? No, you've covered it off well, mate. Good job. Love it. That'll do us. And, uh, guys, you've been listening to another episode of the Insight BBL Show. Make sure to hit subscribe, hit like. We will see you for the next episode. Catch you later. See ya.